Welcome to the A-Game Podcast with Nick LaMagna, digging into the minds and experiences of some of today's brightest entrepreneurs in real estate and business, along with Hollywood stars, UFC fighters, and your favorite rock bands. My guest today on the A-Game Podcast is Black Belt and main instructor at Gracie Torrance in Torrance, California, under Henner and Heron Gracie. His name is Alex Stewart, S-T-U-A-R-T. You can find him on Facebook as Alex Stewart. You can also find him on Instagram at Superman underscore Alex, A-L-E-X, 54. You can find his gym, GracieUniversity.com, or you can stop by Gracie University headquarters in Torrance, California, and he does private sessions and also teaches a lot of the classes for all levels, all ages, and all backgrounds. If you would like to book him, you can just call up and ask for his contact info, or you can just come into the gym just like I did. He is a great guy. I've been doing privates and training with him for a few years now. I really think he teaches a lot like Mr. Miyagi. He's got great philosophy. He's earned a black belt in an extraordinarily short amount of time. His jiu-jitsu is extremely high level. He's an amazing teacher. He's served in the armed forces. He's got his own podcast as well called the Armbar Podcast. He is full of knowledge, full of stories, uh, just a great guy, great human being, great instructor, great black belt, and he's been a really good guy for me to learn from and to talk to and to be around whenever I get out there in California. We share some mutual friends and he's just he's just a good dude. So we go pretty deep on this. There's some uh, business stuff, some jujitsu stuff, some basic life stuff, some cool philosophical stuff. So even if you're not into jujitsu, this is a great podcast to listen to because again, how you do anything is how you do everything. So whether it's getting a black belt, getting a master's, being a successful investor, building a business, or even just having a good relationship or trying to get the best out of your day or best out of you as a person, it all relates. It's all the same thing. It's all the same foundation. So Alex has a lot of great achievements and he's got a lot of things that can help you when you're struggling professionally or personally that I think you can really take home and apply to pretty much anything. So I get a lot of questions from people on uh, wanting to pick my brain, wanting to ask me about what I do, how do I do it, all kinds of things across the spectrum. One of the things I try and answer back with is there's a few different ways that we can work together. People can either um, participate by being a buyer, being a seller, or being a partner, and that's really the best way to learn. So if people have questions that have reached out to me, the best thing to do is jump on www.nicknicknick.com. And you can schedule a consultation if you're looking to sell properties, buy part properties, partner on some deals, or just get a general consultation to see where we can even fit in and where we can do business together. On any level, there's options for that to set some stuff up. So please visit www.nicknicknick.com to buy, to sell, or to partner on real estate deals or opportunities. That is the place to go. That is the best way to start making money and learning the process. All right. Welcome to the A-Game Podcast. My guest today with the fresh fade is Alex Stewart. He is a Gracie Jiu-Jitsu black belt from Gracie Torrance in Torrance. Oh, it's not Torrance anymore, right? You guys are like, in Torrance. Oh, it's still Torrance? Torrance, the, the, the Carson Street right there. Carson Street, awesome. So they're at that new location. Uh, he's been helping me out, training with him for a couple of years now. Uh, one of the head instructors over there, longtime black belt. I've heard your name with some of the biggest names in the business that people have uh, referenced you as some guys who's helping them along the way, helping them get ready for fights and stuff like that. Fellow dog lover, um, good guy, and again, you know, black belt brings his in and everything. So I appreciate you getting out. You also have your own podcast, right? The Armbar Podcast. Yes, it's the Armbar Podcast. It's me, um, three other 
Um, it's two uh, vets, me, my, myself, and Miguel, and uh, Vic was the third one. But you know, life happens, and uh, just management or whatever you know. So uh, he kind of took us a little break. How about that? Like any relationships, a little break. You know what I mean? Fair but uh, we're growing, man. We have a lot of big names there, and and when have you when you come in town for sure? Awesome. You know, but, uh, we have another guy now who um, who stepped in. His name is Nako, and um, he's a police officer, he's a detective. So it's good things, man. Good things are happening. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So uh, first and foremost, one of the the things I always like to go to is I I'm a big believer, and I think you know it probably for me is more like a therapy thing when I talk to people just to talk to my own stuff. But mm-hmm. I I always find like the people that I tend to to relate to better like i've trained all over the world it's very rare that i meet a high level jujitsu guy that's not cool as shit like and i feel like it comes from a lot of like humility and you have to be humbled along the way and Mm -hmm. you know with a a guy who's like a black belt or a guy who's been around for a long time i don't necessarily look at them as this is a guy that can kick everybody's ass i look at it as this is a guy who's gotten his ass kicked a million times and came back the next day and was like, that's not happening again tomorrow. And just, mm-hmm. you know, the same way, like, you know, one day it's like, Hey, I have a great role with somebody. And then they're like, okay, the clock just went out switch. And then you train with somebody three minutes later when you feel like amazing and you just get pummeled. You're not, it's not even competitive. So it's very hard in my experience to have like a big head or, or kind of be a, a dick. If you've been mm-hmm. around a long time, cause you, you can't have too big. Ego. So mm-hmm. I like to just kind of hear you have had the best of the best come across your school and then you work with all kinds of different guys. What is it you find is uh, a common theme with some of the guys that make it to the top and some of the guys that stick around and some of them that don't, you know, aside from just guys have an ego and it gets hard. And when things get hard, people quit. I mean, I mean, first up to like, like what's your definition to the top? You know what I mean? Because to the top could be, you know what? I just wanted to be a blue belt. That could have been their top, you know? So when you mean by to the top, do you mean like black belt or, or I'd say, I'd say, uh, I'd say black belt or, you know, like been around for five, 10 years, like stuck it out, trained consistently, you know? Okay. So, I mean, I, I, I tell this to, to as many times as I can. It, it, it's, it's a sickness. It's a virus that people that do jujitsu, you know what I mean? Now, if you do it for self-defense and, um, or for, to lose weight for health or whatever it is, you know, great. But once you get to like purple belt, I we, 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 there's like the blue belt blues and there's a uh, what I came um, came across I call it the black belt blues we, we discuss later. But um, I think the um, people get their blue belts and they kind of quit. You know, it's cool. You get they got their, their fix. They want to they got a blue belt. But once you get to like uh, purple belt, that's like to me like that's the middle belt and like you're right in the middle. You know, and that's what I feel like when people quit. That's a defining moment, I should say, because you know when you get your blue belt to purple belt, it's like yes, I got it. You know, you're, you're like in the in the high, right? But then you realize, wait a minute, look how long it took me to get my purple belt. Not to wait just as long, if not maybe maybe more, to get a brown belt. And then when I get a brown belt, I have to wait how much longer? Oh my god, it's not for me, or I don't want to stick around. So once you get past the purple belt, like one stripe, two stripe level, or physical with the tape, you're in. You know, it'd be pointless to quit unless life happens. You get sick, you get injured, financial, you know, whatever you know. But it's a sickness, man. It's a sickness. And what, what sickness am I talking about? Well, look at the positions we get into in jujitsu. The guard, the mount, the north-south, <laughs> you know? You know, you got people's sweat dripping your eyeball in your ear, in your mouth, up your nose. You got people's butts in your face. You got people's balls in your face. Like, ah, you know, and it's like, 
and it, with the funny thing is that we keep going back for more you know like we get it's it's man it's, 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 it's you're drowning with a smile it's like how weird is that you know what i mean it's just it's a virus like i remember when um when i would roll with the boys um heat on and enter people would tell me like alex how come you smile when you get tapped out how come you start smiling when they're just on top of you doing stuff like this or when that three like 400 pound guy is on top of you taps you out i'm like why are you smiling my like, you know what i didn't realize i was smiling i was having fun and i think it's freaking cool you know especially your instructors when they're when they're just tapping you out left and right, left and right, I think it's freaking cool. Like, why do you think it's cool? Mike? because first of all, they're supposed to do that to you. You know what I mean? And, and it's going to come to a point where I can't wait to get to that level. You know what I mean? So it's a sickness, man. It's just like, man, uh, it's very hard to explain. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's just, it's a, I was telling somebody it's a relationship, you know, I'm, I'm going to say female, you know, I could be male or not, but I'm just going to say female because I've, I've grew up with a lot of females, sisters, cousins, all female, you know? I think jujitsu is a female, you know? Because what does jujitsu do? If you come in insecure, come in insecure, kind of low self-esteem, jujitsu forces you to, to become a little more confident, higher self-esteem. You have a female, beautiful, very attractive. It rises you up. After the puppy love, you start getting annoyed. Man, my gosh, she said this to me. Now she's doing these little annoying things. Boom. But you still stick with it. You're, you're committed. And then you take a little break. You come back. You're, you're, you're gung-ho. And I was telling this to somebody um, just this week. But in jujitsu, it hurts you. It hurts you physically sometimes, you know, and sometimes mentally. And my student, uh, one of my friends says, but Alex, there's, there's more good than bad. There's more joy than pain, you know? And I was like, bro, what does that sound like? <laughs> you know, like a little domestic violence relationship, you know? Like, oh, but he, but he loves me or she loves me. Boom, you get slapped in the face. <laughs> but, but he loves me. There's more good than boom, slap in the face. So I think it's like a relationship. You know what I mean? It could be, I mean, domestic. I mean, I went kind of too far. <laughs> Female or male, you know what I mean? But it, it's, it's, it's kind of weird. It's a love and hate thing. You know what I mean? And I crave to get tapped. And I'm kind of going everywhere, you know? And when people say that, like, what do you mean? I'm like, I crave to, to really get tapped, get controlled, get controlled against my will not too many people could do that anymore and if they can is i'm very 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 rarely caught off guard like oh like what you catch me with you know what i mean so when i tell these uh, the younger belts the younger guys uh, um not time on earth but the belt you know it's like man you are so lucky that you're so are not like oh how'd you do that how'd you do that how'd you do that face it sucks when you're getting tapped it really does but then the reverse side of that, you have to, you, ha you have to crave it. You want it because you're growing, you know, and, 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 and I really long for that. He, even though I roll with Heat on Henry, man, they're, they're the, one of the best in the world and I still get tapped out by them, but it go it went from being tapped out 20 times, as you say, to now like two, two or three times. If that, you know, and it's still, they still catch me, but not as before, you know, like I, like how the young guy, uh, people young, like teenagers, very preteens or whatever, they fall in love. Like that, that feeling of the first love is like, it's never going to happen again, you know? But then what happens when you break up? It's okay. You get just more people out there. You don't understand. <laughs> he was the one. She was the one. There's no one like him. No, I hate my life. I'm like, it's okay. That's what you just do. When I see a white belt, blue belt, purple belt, brown belt, they're just kissing me. You know, white to blue, you're like a kid. You're a kid. Blue to purple, you're like teenager. 
you know, purple to brown, you're almost an adult, you know, or, or, or brown to black, you're an adult, you know? So what does that mean? So if you're a blue belt, you're still a kid. So if you get in trouble, you break the law, it's a slap in the wrist, right? Anything after that, you're going to get trials as an adult. So when I got, when I was a blue belt, man, I loved it because if I, if I got tapped a hundred times, I'm just a blue belt or white belt. But if I tap somebody, a purple belt, a brown belt, the same thing is like, oh, you're just a blue belt, right? It's the same words, but different, you know? So I, I love it, man. I freaking love it. You know, I freaking love it. It's just, and the thing is like, the best thing that, that happened and I kind of understand a little bit more is when I got uh, my knee, got my ACL, whatever. They gave me some antibiotics for something, you know? I was allergic to that antibiotics. I had the hiccups for five days straight. I couldn't stop hiccuping. It was like, <laughs> like that teaching, sleeping, going to the bathroom, everything, you know? And I hated it, man. I can understand why people go insane. I have it for like a year or their whole life. But the funny thing is that when it cleared up, I kind of missed it. <laughs> I missed the... <laughs> The discomfort of it, you know, that's what you just lose, man. You miss the discomfort if you're not there and you look for it, you look for it, you look for it. So, I mean, look at my explanation of jujitsu, right? That's in how insane it may sound, you know, for people that don't train or anything at all, but that's what jujitsu is, man. You have to have like that. I mean, you know, you're, I mean, congratulations on your black belt, man. So you, thanks, man. Yeah. You well, well deserved, man. Well deserved. But you understand like from brown to black it was a while from purple to brown it was a while. And and to get to that point, to that level, like what has had to happen? Someone's butting your face, someone's <laughs> groin, you know, sweating your mouth, ear, eye, you know, get poked in the eye. All these crazy things, man. But it's the gentle art. <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense. Name, man. I, I, I love it, man. I love it. No, it's cool, man. But I, I agree. And so for you... Like the, it's, it's just crazy to me. Like people were, you know, people have been congratulating me on the black belt, which is awesome. But it was one of the weirdest ones because like you get to, to your blue belt and you're usually like, you're feeling pretty good. You're doing good with most of the white belts. You're doing good with some of the newer blue belts and you get it and you're kind of like, okay, you know, I, I, I can see it. I feel like I'm earning it. Purple belt. Now you're like, oh, I'm doing pretty good with most of the other purple belts. I'm doing good with the the same thing, brown belt, you're kind of like, ah, okay, a couple other brown belts, I'm doing pretty good with them. And then, like, they gave the black belt, and I'm, like, shaking hands with all the other guys, especially when they got promoted the same day. And I'm like, all right, Aljo Sterling, like the funk master, if him and I roll, it's not even competitive. I still feel like it's a white belt versus a black belt, and now we're both technically, like, people, they look at it and they go, oh, it goes white belt to black belt, and they think, like, the journey stops at black belt. And I'm like... The difference in black belt is way bigger than white belt. Black belt. It's the crazy, like that food chain, like you said, what you do to me when we roll, when you're not even paying attention and you're barely moving and you're not even like looking at me and I'm fighting for my life and I still can't do anything. And then you say you roll with Henry and you're like, that's the kind of stuff that blows my mind that I think normal yeah. people don't understand. Like, that's why when they when they nitpick and they watch fight, oh, the guy shares. I'm like, you're watching two of the best people in the entire world world yeah like you don't understand like what it's it's just crazy i box and, with like crappy professional boxers sometimes like relatively speaking for like a 
I can't do any, they make me look like I'm swinging at a ghost. I can't hit them. I look ridiculous. And then you have your, like, Conor McGregor is going to go fight Floyd, Floyd Mayweather. And, like, the guy in the bar stool's like, oh, it's just me. What? Hey, take a move, buddy. Like, hey, don't hold your arm. And I'm like, they don't Yeah, they don't understand, man. And that's the thing, man, is, like, going with Hedon Henner, you know, like, like they would, I mean, Hedon would, more Hedon, he would tell you, no, I'm going to unlock you. Not 30 seconds. <laughs> he'll tell you. And he'll count down. And he'll still do it. And that's just so freaking crazy to me, man. Like, you know exactly what they're going to do. And they still do it. That's, oh man, that's just, and, and, and it's cool because I'm a black belt, you know, second degree black belt. He's, I don't even know, three or four or five, I don't even know. And he still does that. You know what I mean? And it's just like, and I, and I look at that and I'm like, and even Henry, like, he's very, you know, like, always evolving, always evolving, man. Either he makes stuff up or he, or someone shares something with him, but he always makes it better. It's like, that's so cool, man. It's never ending, it's never growing, you know? And when I see that, I don't get frustrated. I'm like, that they could do this to me. I'm like, dude, you know what? That means there's still room to grow up because they're growing. That means I could get to that level. You know, Hedon Henner, I think it was Hedon asked me when I was a wider blue belt. Hey, so what's your goal in jujitsu? He said black belt, you know? He's okay, but what else? He's like, you know what? My, my, my goal and dream is to tap you and Hedon, uh, you and Henner out. He's like, he laughing. Ha, no, you're too old. I'm like, okay, I'm still going to go up here. He's like, you should have started when you were three or five. Then you have a chance, you know? All I got to say is, if, if that was on my checklist, my bucket list, check, check. <laughs> Even if it was just once, it was just once, you know, that was my goal. If it was in a checklist, check, check. Now, can I do that again? No, <laughs> sure not. You know, I don't know. I don't know, actually, but the fact that I could do it, that I, that, that I aim for it, I went above and beyond, I did it, you know, um, and it's kind of goes just like never sell yourself short. Always follow through, you know. Like I was talking to, um, I think it was a blue belt. He's like, I try to talk to you, of course. Is it weird to say that I gave myself a three to four year plan for me to get my purple belt? I'm like, man, that's great. Give yourself a goal. I'm like, but if I may, why stop at purple belt? Why don't you say, you know what? In five years, I want to get my black belt. Okay. He's like, well, that's not even possible. I'm like. It doesn't matter because what has to happen within those five years, purple belt, brown belt, black belt, right? That's what I did. And when I walked in, you know, how long does it get to blue belt? Uh, a year and a half or two years back then, you know, and black belt. Oh, she laughed at me. Oh, this family. Oh my God. <laughs> 15 years. Blah, blah. You know what? I'm going to get mine in five. And there's a um, um, lady there, woman works there named Lupe. And she laughed at me. <laughs> like she literally legit laughed at me. Okay. She still works there. And she remembers me saying this to her. We have five years. So, excuse me. Um, I got my blue belt in six months. You know? Which two people a year, year and a half or two years. Which is nothing wrong with that. You know? I got my black belt in six years. Instead of five. And I imagine if I would in there. You know what? I'm going to get in 10. I would have gotten in 11. I don't know. You know, and people ask me, how did you get so fast? Train every day. Blah, blah, blah. I did, you know, when I was able to, you know, but it was just my upbringing, you know, growing up or in the Marine Corps, football, sports, everything, you know, that, man, just do what you're told. You can never go wrong. If I trust my, my leader, my mentor, my coach, you know, my father, my grandfather, and I see, and you're an example, and I see you doing it, you know, and you're the best at whatever you're doing, I'm going to listen to you, you know, 
I did exactly what I was told. You can never go wrong. Now, I, I don't think I remember once when I was a pain student that I raised my hand for a question. Never once. I don't, I don't, I don't frown upon it. People learn differently. I only would ask a question after I attempted it and try to figure it out on my own. I'll ask my partner. And if we could both couldn't figure it out, then you know what? Hey, can I get some help? Again, nothing wrong because people need to know an angle. What kind of grip is this? Why, why, why? But you know what? I never ask what if the what if. I don't know enough. You know, I don't know enough to, to ask. I just did what I was told. Boom. And then when it really blew up for me is when I stopped obsessing over jujitsu, like obsessing. You can be passionate about it, your hobby. You love it. But when I'm talking about obsession, I'm sure you went through it too. When you first signed up, you talked about jujitsu to everybody. <laughs> your jujitsu friends, at work, your girlfriend or boyfriend or husband or wife, your family, strangers. If you weren't training, you were YouTubing. Back then, it was probably VHS, DVD, <laughs> you know, nonstop jujitsu. Nonstop. And I was like, man, I'm obsessed with this, man. Someone told me, Alex, all you talk about is jujitsu. Like, you're right. I'm going to stop obsessing over it. So that's number one. Number two is when I realized that why am I rush to never? Right? And what do I mean by never? When I signed up, they said, like, oh, there's over 600 techniques in jujitsu. Now we say there's over 1,000. Right? So I was like, man, if he don't handle themselves, have not even reached the top, the, all the tallies of jujitsu techniques out there, why am I? rushing to never it's always evolving new guards new positions new this new movement new this you this, this you know what i mean so i was like when i was like man you know what i'm just gonna enjoy the, the adventure people will say this is a journey nothing against that but to me when there's a journey there's a final destination you know and you're gonna find out very soon that black belt is not like the end you know and i was like but it's an adventure an adventure is ongoing and what goes on in adventure there's highs, there's lows, there's scary moments, there's frustrating moments, there's patient moments, there's background, up, down, all around, back around, backwards, all over, no destination, man, no destiny, no final destination, but it's an adventure, you know, so. I love that. You said that to me. That was very eye-opening when you were like, it's not a journey, it's an adventure. I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right, because I, I agree, it's a, if it's something you love, you never want it to end, like. You know, people say to me even about, nobody really says to me about jujitsu, like, when are you going to retire? But like the real estate stuff, when people talk about retirement, I'm like, why would I ever stop doing this? This is what I do. Like, what I want to do forever. So like, yeah, it is a journey, but I like what you said. Like, what is the end? Because, and this is why I like, you especially or somebody, I was just talking to my uh, my business partner, Nicole, and she's like, who you have on? I was telling her about you. And I was like, he puts a lot of the you're breaking out, you're breaking out. Hold on. Back in, back in action. Come back. Did I lose you? No, because you were going. So you were talking to somebody, and, and what? I was talking to my business partner Nicole, and I was telling her about how you. She's like, "Oh, who you have on the podcast?" So I was telling her about you, and I was saying how you were able to put a lot of the things that I can't really find words for. Of because that's what I like about this podcast is, regardless of what it is, whether it's music or sports or real estate or jujitsu, like people have the same struggles people have to say like i don't want to get out of bed in the morning i don't want to train i'm injured but everybody wants the achievement but a lot of people don't want to put the, the work in 
And, you know, I love that saying of how you do anything is how you do everything and how you do the small stuff is how you do the big stuff. So mm-hmm. I like those those analogies. And I know you have said it to me before. Mark Turner, the guy that's been with in Chicago under Damian Maia, he said it to me before. Ray Lando said it a hundred times. He's like, what you're doing in the cage, what you're doing in the ring, what you're doing on the mats. He's like, whatever you're doing there is the same thing you're doing in life. So he's like, when I see a guy get in there and he's running all over the place and he's erratic and he's frenetic, like, that's probably how he's living his life. When I see the guy come in and he's kind of cool, calm, and collected, he's like, that's how he handles most of those things in life. And you and Mark Turner have both said to me a few times, like, it seems like you're just burning energy. Like, you need to slow down. Like, and I feel like that's exactly what my business partner tells me about my real estate in my life. She's always like, look, like, slow down, focus, figure out what you're doing. Because when you get speed up and slow, you make mistakes. And now it's taking you longer because you're backtracking. So, I like a lot of those things that you're saying that you point out. And are you finding a lot of that with the guys that that are coming up that you're seeing a lot of similarities with the way they train and the way they react maybe to getting tapped or to not pulling things off that you can kind of see this is probably how they are in their everyday life too. And like they need to learn on the mats so they can learn off the mats or vice versa. Well, everybody has their own struggles and trials and tribulations, of course, you know? So I agree with what you say, but also I disagree, which is kind of like jujitsu. It's a a complete oxymoron, you know? Um, Because, how can I say this? Because you can have a guy that's very insecure off the mat, very like timid, uh, like a little little mill house, you know? (laughs) When he's on, when he's on the mat, he's a freaking animal, like a freaking minotaur, freaking crazy strong, technical, doesn't hurt people, but, but, but dangerous, you know? But the this uh, the complete opposite. You have a guy that very very intimidating, works out very big, been trained for a while, cauliflower ear. But when he goes on the mat, he's like very like insecure about himself, you know. So sometimes the way we I I believe when we say oh the oh the mat doesn't lie, the mat doesn't lie, you know the mat will set the truth blah blah. blah. I like to think that the mat has been a, a lie detector test. You know what I mean? Because a person can be a very good liar, you know. And no one can know. So the mat, the lie detector could only show if you're telling the truth or lying based on the questions it asks. So you have to have really ask the right question to see if that person's a liar or not. And what I mean by asking the right questions, well, it'll, it could be from a position, from a reaction or a lack of reaction or knowledge or lack of how you react to the other person, how, or how you react with the person and so forth, you know? So can it be a re- reflection of their life? It could be, but everybody's different. You know, and um, I'm kind of going all over the place. And um, all like that, though. I like that. <laughs> it's you know, and, and freaking, out. And, and what does jujitsu force you to do? It forces you to change, right? The overly confident, uh, overly confident, arrogant person. Let's just say this, okay? Comes in the door, they're up here. What does jujitsu force this person to experience? Humble, Woo, like this. Very comes in arrogant, becomes pretty insecure. Man, I got away with everything with my strength, my athleticism, my looks, everything, you know? Person comes in very insecure, low self-esteem. What does jujitsu force that person to do? What does jujitsu force you to do? So now the insecure person becomes pretty arrogant, overly <laughs> confident, right? So see if I can do this with the space I have. Here we are. See that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's constantly standby. 
You see my hands, right? Yeah. This person comes over here. This person comes up here. So jujitsu forces you to change. He's always doing this. You see that? Yeah. So the goal is not to do this, but to get to here. Like right in the between right there like that. You know what I mean? Because jujitsu is real. It's, it's, it's not something you can fake. I came in very arrogant, became very insecure, very frustrated, but very fascinated. And from walking, people watching, uh, watching people come in and leave and students and stuff like that, I see them come in very timid, overly confident, back to insecure. So it's constantly, it's an emotion, an emotion. You don't make decisions based on emotions. Like when you're on a high, New Year's resolution, I'm going to go to gym every single day. I'm going to sign up right now and stop this diet. What happens a, a, a week or two or a month? Let's say a month later, you're, you're stuck paying a bill. Members, you never go because you're at a high. When you're at a low, don't make rational decisions. You know, I'm going to break up. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go do that. I'm not going to join this. I'm not going to do that. No. When do you make decisions? When you're in a neutral, right? So that's how I look at jujitsu, you know? So if you get tapped, oh, you can go pretty low. If you tap somebody out, you go high. It's, it's part of the process. You, ha you have to go through that, you know? So you have to react. I mean, of course, if you tap somebody, a higher belt or someone that's on your list, because I had a list too, you know? <laughs> you know? Be proud of yourself. Like, yeah, you know, this guy tapped, it was Kevin and Curtis back in the day, twins, master of footlocks, you know? And I caught one of them in a footlock, and I was like, yeah, yeah. And I was proud of myself. Do I do that all the time when I tap somebody? No. So how you react when, when you're tapped somebody at, at your high is just going to times two when you get tapped. Ooh, like that. And what, I mean, when, you, when you're at a low, you get frustrated, you get angry. So when you, you're looking for that tap, okay, I mean, tap. I think you're going to go back to neutral, but you don't. You only go, whoop, because it's double, right? So now you're looking for the other tap. Just to break even, right? So you got to be, you get tapped out, cool. Whoop. It's frustrating. Okay, cool. Go back here. You tap somebody out. Yes, come back here. So that's it's like this, man. Just like that. And that's, we, we all have a, we have a standard, of course, for each promotion. You know, we all put our two cents in. The boys have the final say, of course. But the one thing I look at, man, is like how you react when you get tapped, how you react when you tap somebody. And how, when, when you're frustrated, how do you react? When you get tapped, you go like, fuck. Ugh. I've seen guys go, oh, oh, I got tapped out. Oh my God. I've seen people that tap that, like, yeah, I tap that guy out. Yeah, cool. That's why when I, when I supervise the rolling and someone gets tapped, and if you're talking to me, I'll be like, hey, look away, look away. Like, why? Trust me, look away. Because when you get tapped out, you go like this. <laughs> right? And, but when you tap somebody, you go like this. <laughs> right? Just look away. It's a process, man. It's a process, you know? That's funny. It's yeah, true. Man, I never thought of that. That's absolutely. Think about it, man. Think about it, right? <laughs> How many times have you got tapped out and you look around? <laughs> yeah. I give it to me, yeah. And um, and just like getting promoted, blue belt, whatever belt, whatever rank you get, it's mainly the belt, not like a stripe, which is still pretty, which is very just as important, you know. You kind of feel like, like you know, you're 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 excited, you're emotional. Yeah, heck yeah. But then what do you start feeling? Like the belt was supposed to give you magic. You're supposed to start performing the, this crazy thing, you know? 
Alex, you know, do I really deserve this purple belt? Because, you know, whatever belt, because I'm getting tapped out more, this and that. You know, I, I'm, not, I'm not representing the purple belt. Let's say purple belt, you know? And I was like, you know what? You're going to go through that? Because I went through that when I got my purple, my brown, even my black. I would say, that, you know what? When you get awarded any level, but we're talking about belts, you were already that rank. You're already that level. You're already that belt before we gave it to you. You know, it's not like we saw you today. You know what? Here you go. No, we look at you. Okay, it's potential. Let's watch more. Let's watch more. Six months, maybe a year passes by. So whatever rank you, you, you get awarded, you were already that belt. So don't start thinking if you're, if you got a purple belt, you know, now if you, once you get your purple belt on, now I'm going to start rolling like a purple belt. Now I'm going to start being a purple belt. No, keep doing the exactly what you've been doing, which is what showing up is going to sound pretty bad. Sucking it up, you know, keep learning, keep absorbing, keep sharing and just don't stop, you know, don't stop because it happens, man. When I got my purple belt, oh, I suck. When I got my brown belt, oh, I suck. Even when I got my black belt, I suck. You know, no. And everybody goes to plateaus. When everywhere, I'm sorry. Plateaus, you know. And uh, Alex, I got a plateau. I'm just, good, man. You slingshot. I'm never going to be in a plateau again. Never. Hell no. Man, you know, I hope not, man. If you are, tell me how you do it. But I go through plateaus. You do, but you're a black belt. I'm like, and that's why I'm warning you right now. It happens. When you're in it, you hate it. When you're out of it, you crave it. Right? And because when you're in a plateau, you, you're not in a stalemate. It's just your, 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 your learning curve, your, your speed kind of slows down a little bit. It's like recharging. It's like a slingshot. The longer you're in there, the more it gets pulled back. It sucks. But when you, when you're out of the plateau, like you have all these epiphanies, new, uh, you there? Yeah, new, new new realizations new like oh I, I didn't realize this right but then we out of that plateau you have all these realizations you start rolling better that's why that's why i tell you you know what be careful because you are going to feel better you are going to look better you're going to have all these realizations but you're going to be reckless that's when you get hurt so when you feel like you're getting better in the fast pace slow down you become reckless no, it's the one happening. Like, okay. A year later, six months, whatever it is, you know, you're right. You know, I popped my knee, my neck. I was going too crazy, too wild. I was experimenting, which is okay, you know. But no, man, that's why it's an adventure. It's a, it's a, it's a relationship. And what do you need to do in a relationship? You have to respect your partner. <laughs> respect your partner. Jiu-Jitsu, to me, is an animal. It's an animal. A lion, right? A trained lion. Every day you put your hand in the mouth. You brush your teeth. You pet the tongue. You, you, you do tricks with it. You play. You keep putting it in. And one day, it bites you. Stupid lion. Fuck you, lion. Ah. No, it's a lion. It's an animal. It's supposed to bite you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's, and, I mean, because look at it, man. Like, aren't you, I, I'm always amazed when I see people sparring, you know, and going for arm, all, all the submissions, arm locks. You know, Kimuras, Americanas, knee bars, toe holds, heel hooks, ankle lock, body locks, cranks, Darcy's, Anacondas, arm triangles, you know, gable grip choke, all these things, you know? And statistically, man, we should get hurt every single round. Every single round. All right? But we don't. Very rare we do. You know what I mean? 
So it's like, wow, this is we're a tamed animal. You know, everybody's dangerous, but you don't want to be reckless. You know yep. what I mean? And and I, and I talk about safety a lot, and people say like, who, like Alex, why are you talking about safety so much? I'm well, think about it. If I know how to, if I if I if I'm safe with you, that means I'm taking care of you. I don't want to hurt you, injure you. That means I know how to move my body here, know how to move my body there, where you're going to be, where you possibly could be. So if I know how to take care of you and not hurt you, what's the reverse part of that? I could hurt the crap out of you if I want, if I wanted to, if I chose to. The same hand, like a crushing man's skull, you know, it's the same hand that rocks his baby to sleep. Isn't that weird? You know, the same lips that says "f you, f you, f you" to out oh, to situations over here. It's the same lips that kisses your your loved ones goodnight. It doesn't make sense. You know, so you have to find this whole balance thing. You know, I'm getting chills just thinking about this now. Like. Like I told my daughters this, you know, my, my, my one-year-old, she won't understand, but my, my eight-year-old is going to be nine next week. Oh, awesome. That's cool, right? You know, it's like, you know, I keep my, my, I keep my, 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 my hands strong so I can be soft for you. You know, I'm working all the time, you know, even though jujitsu is my passion, but it's still a job. You know, I get hurt. My hands are all, like, all arthritic. You know, if I wave hi to you, it looks like I'm throwing gang signs. You know, <laughs> you know and I choke people out. 400 pounders, I lift them up over it. I, I pull you down. And of course, you could do the same thing to me. Same thing to me. But it's the same hand. I could, I could be so gentle with my daughter and not crush her. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Everything. Yeah. But that's what I feel about life is a lot of the things that people use every day, even I use the example of the internet. It could be a weapon or it can be a tool, like a knife. You know, it could butter your bagel or kill you. Like, so exactly. how are you using it? You know, and that's where I think that the, the life experiences and stuff teach you how to have that control because i mean being able to do what you can do to people if you didn't have self-control oh yeah to give back and to teach and you know when to humble and when to keep people kind of in line within reason of like keeping them honest which i, I think is an important thing and you talking about that reminded me a lot that you know again back back to life what you said about people on the mat is the same thing off the mat. Cause when I talk to people about business and like they had a good deal or they had a good payday or they're having a good few months, now they're buying cars and now they think that nothing could go wrong. I'm going to buy four houses at the same time and I'm going to let money here. And you feel like you could take on the world. And I just go, Hey man, slow down. Don't let outside your paycheck. And then two, three years later they show up and it's like, man, I lost everything. And it was like, but you didn't have to. You were in no. such a rush to go here. If you would have had an adventure instead of a journey, like you're saying, and just slow mm -hmm. things down. And I say the same thing. I beat them over the head. Everybody wants to come in and talk to me. How do I be rich? Like, well, let's do this the same way. It doesn't happen overnight. That's how you lose money, make money, lose money, make money. You don't want that. You want stability. You want to grow. So do it the right way and learn these things. And, and it's not because I want to hold you back. It's because I don't want you to take the beatings that I took because, yeah, you could get your blue belt in a year and a half. You could get your, your purple belt, but if you do it too fast, too quick, you'll get far and then you'll do it. You know, I got a jacked up neck now. Now I can't train for three months, you know? So those injuries are going to set you back. So I like what you're saying about the pace, but again, I, I feel like I have learned some of those lessons myself, but I've also been blessed to be able to find really great mentors in everything I do. Like I, to be able to be training for like 14 years like that with Ray Longo and Matt Sarah, 
they've mm-hmm. just been amazing to me. You know, and I've met some of the, the Billy, um, actually, Billy Gratzday from uh, Powerflow Biohazard, Billy Bio. Uh, he was training down at Henzo's, and I was telling him how much Matt helps me, and he was like, dude, you have to come down to Torrance and meet my buddy Alex Stewart because he's our version of that. Like, he's amazing, and, you know, all the things, you do a lot of that same thing of giving me, like, you'll show me a move, and then you'll give me an analogy, and it'll be something that sticks with me. And I feel like it's very important to know how to talk to your students with whatever it is, know their personalities, know when to beat them down a little bit, but when to pick them up and when to use that hand to slap them or when to use the hand to pat them on the back. Mm-hmm. So they stay in there and they stay in the game. So what are you finding as far as now that you're higher in the food chain and you have all these new guys coming in? And I'm sure you see it like every other gym, especially where you guys are, that there mm-hmm. probably is like the, the IT guy who has no self-esteem coming in and he's just trying to get some confidence. But you also get the knuckleheads that, oh, I've been in 400 street flights. Let me let me start with the black belt today. And, you know, what are you doing? Like, what's your philosophy when they come in for? Because there, there is that mix, too. Because I, you know, I don't see it as much now. But when I started boxing, the boxing mm-hmm. gyms were, I'm going to bring you in here. And if you want to be a boxer, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. And I'm going to see if you come back tomorrow. So there was four or five tough guys there. But the business was going under. Because there's no... Yeah. You know, where Mongo was like, dude, you you take classes for six months, then maybe we do some lead hand sparring, then we do some body shots, then we to like, we're not talking about fighting or sparring or anything, like, because there's a business model to it, which I know there's a happy medium. Like you said, once you hit that midpoint with the purple belt, now you're an adult, now it's a little bit of a different lesson. Mongo would always say to me, man, I'll protect everybody in here. He's like, but the day you tell me, I'm going to sign on the line and I want to take a fight. Now it's my responsibility to handle you differently because it's a different ball game now. I have to protect you from yourself, from all these other things. So, I mean, you have great guys. I see how, how you and Henry teach. I see their videos. I see how you teach, you know, and just the respect there, like coming in with Billy and rolling with Brian Ortega and seeing how he's been with you guys since he was a kid, mm-hmm. how nice he was to me. And he, he could have killed me, but you know, played nice. Um, like, what are you seeing as far as just being like a mentor on that side and being a coach and, you know, keeping people accountable, but, you know, loving it. How do you use your weapon when it's a weapon and a tool when it needs to be a tool? <laughs> well, the thing is that people, you want to use the weapon analogy, like, I don't have to use my weapon against you, but if you come into my place, for example, yeah. I have learned some of those lessons myself, but I've also been blessed to be able to find really great mentors in everything I do. Like, I, to be able to be training for like 14 years like that with Ray Longo and Matt Serra, They've just been amazing to me, you know, and I've met some of the, the Billy, um, actually, Billy Gratzday from uh, Powerflow Biohazard, Billy Bio. Uh, he was training down at Henzo's, and I was telling him how much Matt helps me, and he was like, dude, you have to come down to Torrance and meet my buddy Alex Stewart, because he's our version of that. Like, he's amazing, and, you know, all the things, you do a lot of that same thing of giving me, like, you'll show me a move, and then you'll give me an analogy, and it'll be something that sticks with me, and I feel like it's very important to know how to talk to your students with whatever it is, know their personalities, know when to beat them down a little bit, but when to pick them up and when to use that hand to slap them or when to use the hand to pat them on the back. Mm -hmm. So they stay in there and they stay in the game. So what are you finding as far as now that you're higher in the food chain and you have all these new guys coming in? And I'm sure you see it like every other gym, especially where you guys are, that there Mm -hmm. probably is like the the IT guy who has no self-esteem coming in and he's just trying to get some confidence. But you also get the knuckleheads that, oh, I've been in 400 street flights. Let me let me start with the black belt today. And, you know, what are you doing? Like, what's your philosophy when they come in for? Because there, there is that mix, too. Because I, you know, I don't see it as much now. But when I started boxing, 
The boxing mm-hmm. shows were, I'm going to bring you in here, and if you want to be a boxer, I'm going to beat the shit out of you, and I'm going to see if you come back tomorrow. So there was four or five tough guys there, but the business was going under. Because there's no, you know, where Chicago no. was like, dude, you, you take classes for six months, then maybe we do some lead hand sparring, then we do some body shots, then we to like, we're not talking about fighting or sparring or anything, like, because there's a business model to it, which I know there's a happy medium, like you said, once you hit that midpoint with the purple belt, now you're an adult. Now it's a little bit of a different lesson. Yeah. I would always say to me, man, I'll protect everybody in here. He's like, but the day you tell me I'm going to sign on the line and I want to take a fight, now it's my responsibility to handle you differently because it's a different ball game now. I have to protect you from yourself, from all these other things. So, I mean, you have great guys. I see how how mm-hmm. you are and Henry teach. I see their videos. I see how you teach. You know, and just the respect there, like coming in with Billy and rolling with Brian Ortega and seeing how he's been with you guys since he was a kid. Mm-hmm how nice he was to me and he, he could have killed me, but you know, played nice. Um, like, what are you seeing as far as just being like a mentor on that side and being a coach and, you know, keeping people accountable, but you know, loving it. How do you use your weapon when it's a weapon and a tool when it needs to be a tool? <laughs> well, the thing is that people, you want to use the weapon analogy. Like I don't have to use my weapon against you, but if you come into my place, for example, you know, I'll open the door wide open. There's a big shotgun in my wall. I'm not going to be like, hey, look at that. Here's my shotgun. I'm going to let you, you know it's there. All right? It's, it's, that's number one, too. And two is uh, that's how we um, – because there are people like that that, like you said, like boxing, I'm going to show you what's up. If you show up tomorrow, we'll see. It does affect the business, you know? But if that's what you want to do, that's for you. Like working out, there's CrossFit, there's Olympic training, there's powerlifting, there's this and the gymnastic training, blah, 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 blah. You have to find what's for you. But for us, that knuckle that comes in the street, you know, that they know really quick that you don't need to use strength sides or anything like that. We do like a little a little introduction. You know, we mount them. Hey, what would you do in a street fight if I was on top of you, not punching you, but just holding you down and holding you down can be choking you? You'd have, what would you do? And we, we actually challenge them. You know, for like five, 10 seconds, try to get out. 100% get out. They don't usually get out. Mm-hmm. We hold them down. Nothing special. You just pin them down, put your hooks in and stuff like that. And if they don't get out, they'll roll to their knees. And what happens when they go to their knees? We say, stop. Look what I can happen. I could punch you. I could choke you. And they kind of look at you like, okay, okay. Well, you know what? Go on top of me. Do the exact same thing. Hold me down. Do not lose this position. You know? Chop and roll. And their eyes go like, like that, you know? So, of course, we, we have to tell them, like, you know what? No one has ever intelligently figured out how to escape this position. No one has. Intelligently. You tell me, you know, you're big and strong. We're talking about the bigger guys, you know? That's great. Now, with jujitsu, it's going to just complement all that. Because you're big and strong, but are you the biggest and strongest person in the world? Like, no, there's always someone bigger, stronger, heavier, more athletic with bad intentions. And for the insecure person, the, the weak one, oh my God. Yeah. Same exact thing. How would you get out? Uh, they already know they can't get out. Cool. Go on top of me. I'm going to do it so slow that I want you to try to get out. The chopper roll. I just hold the wrist a little bit more stud, chop the foot, whatever, you know? Okay, now do it to me. I'm, after I teach him how to do it, do it to me. Or you're letting me. I'm like, okay, so I'll grab the biggest guy there, go on top of him, and do it against him. And he does it. You know? We teach him the mouth control. Oh, you're letting me, Alex. Oh, no. No. You know, in a month, come up to me. I'm going to go, go, now I'm going to give you the biggest guy here. You can hold him down for at least 10 seconds. At least 10 seconds, right? Sure enough, he does. But we have to remind people, 
that it does take a while to get those reflexes done. You know, if you give me a gun, never seen a gun before, you teach me how to load it and shoot it where you're there. Cool. I'm not going to be, a, you know, thank you. Thank you for that uh, 20 minute lesson. I'm going to be a cowboy over here. Hmm. Like, no, you have to learn how to breathe, how to load it, how to load it. The list goes on and on and on. So that whole mentality of like the knucklehead gets kind of taken away in the beginning in the combatives. We have the combatives, which is the beginner course, you know? Once you graduate from there, you start sparring. And that same knucklehead comes out because now you have you're, you are big and strong, you know, a little bit, and you can survive against maybe blue belts. Because those blue belts are just fresh blue belts, or maybe they're just the, the guy, the accountant or grandma or grandpa or mom and dad. They're just there to, to understand the flow and stuff like that. Everybody has their own different adventure. So I try to remind people, like, Alex, look at that guy, man. He rolled me, and man, he, and he's just a blue belt, and I'm a brown belt. He was trying to give it to me. He was trying to use his strength, you know? But I, I taught him a lesson. What kind of lesson do you teach him, bro? Or gave it to him, you know? Mm-hmm. Cool. Did he calm down? Well, yeah, he couldn't. Good. Look what he's doing right now. So he's going with someone else, going just as hard with the other person. I'm going to say, you did teach him a lesson, and I understand your intention. But the lesson that you taught him is like, it's okay to go that hard because you, as a brown boat, the leader, an example, a mentor, did it to him. So he thinks it's okay to do it to him. How about next time you teach him a lesson, but not teaching them a lesson, you know? But teach them a lesson that they could go as crazy as they want, as chaotic as they want. And you stay calm and collective and efficient because because you're the adult, the mature one, and you can still do the exact same thing as if you were going hard and aggressive against him. Yeah. Now, if you're, if we're training for like the championship of the world, you know, lives are at stake. You know, there's a time limit. That's a different mentality. But we're just rolling. We're just rolling. You know what I mean? So, my number one, I've told you this. My number one weapon and my number one challenge when I rolled anybody, it could be. A five-year-old Joe Schmo or a 300, 400-pound Joe Schmo with a five, 10, 100-degree black belt. I don't care. My challenge to anybody is I'm going to make you doubt your confidence. I mean, my, my number one weapon. I'm eventually going to make you doubt your confidence. But my challenge to you is to see if you can out-calm me. Out-calm. Because it takes more energy to stay calm than it does to just be angry. That's my challenge. And I came across that because my mentality when I would roll with like Brian or Henner or anyone very, very fast and athletic, you know, let me catch up to them to slow them down. No, I'm staying right. I'm going to do me. I'm not saying I'm old, but I know I'm not that young anymore. Speed and strength does not get stronger and faster with time. It reaches a peak, you know, so I'm going to do me my own pace because I want to, I've, I've, I started rolling like this, maybe like late brown belt, early black belt. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to start rolling as if I was 80 years old right now. So when I'm 80 years old, people are going to say, Alex, you still spar the same as when you were 30 years old, 37 years old, blah, 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 you know? Now, don't get me wrong. I'll go hard sometimes, you know? I, give, I, I like to do my own training for myself and, and cardio as well. But man, the, the, I don't have time to get hurt. I don't have time. I'm, I'm more about safe. I've, I've tapped out more as a black belt than I have in any other belt. I have no shame in saying that, you know? I don't care. Cool. I'm proud of you. You tapped me out. Great. Cool. Were we going 100%? No. Because <laughs> I can't remember the last time I went 100%. Maybe like 80, 70%. If that. You know? I'd rather be a python that could react like a rattlesnake, not a rattlesnake that reacts like a python. You know, you give me a, an eight, I'm going to give you a five no matter what. 
I'm going to stay at five the whole time. So when I go to six or seven, whoa, my God, you're so strong. You're so fast. No. I get two types of people. Alex, when I roll with you, you're so light. You're a feather. Other person, Alex, you feel like a ton. Which one's right? Both of them. I want to be the feather that weighs a ton. Right? Alex, how much do you weigh? Do you want my physical weight? Do you want my jujitsu weight? Because I don't even know. You know, no one will ever know how much I weight rolling with them. You know, I envision the person being a scale, right? And what does the scale do? It knows it measures weight. Once you know how something weighs, you know how much to lift. You will never know how much I weigh. Never. Because I could be heavy. Yeah. Light. I don't know. Look what you're making me do to you. When you feel pressure, most of the time it's you doing it to yourself. You know, now am I unstoppable? Do I get tapped out? No. And that's what a black belt is. Not someone that's untappable, but a black belt that acknowledges that we are tappable. Right? A belt, or especially a black belt, is not like, you know, what you're going to start walking on water. No, absolutely not. Is that when you start learning? That's when you start realizing. I like to say that because oh, when you get your black belt, that's when the real learning starts. No, I know how to do the technique. I know that technique, but it's when you start realizing certain things. Like, wait a minute, I don't have to do all that. What the heck? I get a kickoff on how to do like a rear naked choke with a different entry point. How to do a cross collar choke. How to do a trap and roll. Little things, you know? And people are so in a rush to do advanced stuff, you know? Advanced techniques. They neglect the basics. Man, I want to be very advanced with my basic techniques than being basic with some advanced techniques. It's foundation. You got to do that. You know, if you're in a rush to get somewhere, you'll probably get there. But what is it? How do you feel once you get there? You're going to feel exhausted, tired, fatigued, right? Are you going to have enough energy to keep on going? I don't have my own business or anything like that, but I understand jujitsu. The hardest part is not getting to a position or even submitting somebody. That's not the hard part. Lifting your hips up. Oh, here, a little squeeze here. The hardest part is maintaining something. You'll get there eventually. But maintaining something, man, is like, that's the hardest part. You maintain it. You control it. You exhaust. And then decide, do I want to do this or do that? When people pass my open guard, for example, they're, uh, they're taking their victory breath. And what do I do? Boop, I sweep them. Hmm. Right? They're taking their victory breath, their relief breath. Uh, uh, boop, throw you over. Boop, Mainta maintenance. I'm all about maintaining. I achieve it. I appreciate it. I'm going to celebrate in the sense of like to myself, like, oh man, I got here. Cool. Let me, let me enjoy this, this, this struggle I had over here, passing someone's legs, escaping them out. Let me enjoy this new position, right? So I could react accordingly. And the new thing I've been saying more is a position loss is an opportunity gained. It's all perspective. I was in someone's guard. They keep they keep doing the scissors sweep on me. Keep scissors sweep. Man, I'm on the bottom of the bottom. Okay, what's the, what's the opportunity there when they go for a scissor sweep? If you could visualize it, you could go for a leg lock. Right, because the leg's right there. When they do a butterfly sweep on you. You lost a position, but what's the opportunity? Go deal using that same momentum. Do a little deep half guard sleep. I went with this guy, this big, big, big brown belt guy. 
pretty much black belt level. We go at it, you know, friendly competition, military, military, army, marine, you know, stuff like that. Big guy, we went up. He took me down, double leg. Charging me. I couldn't stop it, couldn't stop it. He took me down. He's going, whoop. I flipped him over. I used his momentum. You know, your best friend became your worst enemy. Right? I'm yep. not against using your natural attributes, your strength, your speed, your size, your your lack of size, your lack of flexibility. But keep that secondary. You know, technique over physique. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it's like nice. you said, it's a, it's a relationship. And that analogy of trying to maintain it, I think is exactly this, the same type of thing. Even if it's a personal relationship, hey, I want to take this girl out. Hey, I want to hook up with her. Hey, I want to date her. Hey, I want to marry her. But if you rush through those steps, oh, yes, I married her. But now I don't really, like, you know, how do you know her very well? Now I'm going to get divorced in three months because now all the real things like the, I think that that's a lot of those analogies, man. And I think that's why you probably handle a lot of the things in the same way. It's all good stuff. And I really like what you said about how most of the time, the pressure you're feeling, you're putting on yourself. Like that rings very true. You know, to me, I'm like, I have all these things going on. And like, even this morning, I, I was having the worst day. Like I got all these things that I was like, this is a nightmare. Like, how am I going to get out of this? And then I thought the last thing I should be doing is anything that's relaxing or enjoyable. I was like, I'm going to fly out to this other state. I'm going to show up at this guy's door. Like, what else do I do? And I had already paid for this hotel room on the beach. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go there and I'm just going to take a breath. And then I went and I spent like half hour with my buddy across the street. And I was like, I'm figuring out way more here, decompressed. And I realized like yeah. the situation didn't change. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. The internal pressure I took off of myself and it actually made me able to, all right, well now I can actually handle this better because I took it off myself. It was exactly like you said, man. Sometimes the next step is doing nothing. <laughs> Alex, what do I do now? What do I do now? Well, where, where were you before? Are you in a better spot? Yeah, well then enjoy it. Enjoy it. You know, when people say the what ifs or what if this, what if that, that's the number one question we get. What if, what if, what if, what if, which is very, very, very okay to say that. And it's a, it's a real question. I've been saying more when I teach combatives, which is the, the fundamentals of street self-defense. It's like, I'll answer the, the what ifs, you know, but but it becomes like, well, what if this, what if this, what if this, what if, what if someone pulls out a snake? I don't know. <laughs> you know? But uh, the, the question you really want to ask yourself is, what if you didn't know anything? You'd rather know 10% of something or 100% of nothing. And, that, and that's, that's why... I tell people, look, where were you? Look where you are right now. Look where you were before. Like today's problems were yesterday's wants. Right? I have a friend, and I started saying that because I said to my one of my close friends a few years ago, uh, came to from Brazil, didn't have a job, came here to go to school, didn't have, couldn't go to school, didn't have a visa card, and nothing. I started talking to you, yeah, Alex. You know, he finally got a job and goes to school, right? I don't know what to do. I'm like, what happened, man? He said, I have a job right now, but this other job is offering me this, this position where I could grow, I could do this. And now I, I could, I could have enough credits to go to the school or I could go to this school. I don't even know what to do. He was like crying. He didn't know what to do, you know, or I could go to this other job possibility. And I'm just, I'm just looking at him and I'm like smiling, you know, respectfully, of course. He said, what, what's so funny? Alex? I'm like, listen to your problems, bro. Look, you, today's problems were your yesterday's wants. When you first came here, you didn't have a job, you didn't have school, you didn't have any papers or anything like that. Now look, now you're talking about which school to go to, which out of the 
two job offers should you pick or should you stay to the job that you have right now? Look at what you have. Look at the growth. Look at what you have and look what you don't have. Right? That's the biggest thing. I tell kids, and be thankful for what you have and be thankful for what you don't have. Well, what does that mean? Well, are you sick? Do you have your health? Yeah, be thankful for that. Do you have any viruses going on? No. Were you in a car accident? No. Be thankful for those. What do you have? You have full belly? Yeah. You have people that love you? Yeah. Be thankful. So be thankful for what you have and don't have and be proud of yourself for what you survived. You know, like getting kind of personal right now, like I have, I've been, oh yeah, you still there? I'm here. This compared to last year to this year, man, man, last year I was just lost, man. Life happened. Everyone goes to trial tribulations. I got help. And people see me, Alex, man, you look so much better. I'm like, thank you. So that means everything's better. Like all the problems you had, they went away. I'm like, no, actually it's times 10. But you look so much better. I'm like, thank you. Um, I learned to manage it. Why am I going to worry for something that I have no control over? You just have to surrender yourself to whatever belief you have. To me, I believe in God. I surrender. Because you know, I can't do it by myself. Right? And uh, instead of worrying about it, I, I'm going to respect it, of course. But I'm not going to kill myself over it in a way of like stress and stuff like that, you know? It's going to happen. Something's going to get resolved no matter what. Either I sit back and try to figure it out or sit back, try to figure it out, but think about the what ifs. What if this happens? Then what if I get another bill? What if this boom, 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 boom. Man, when it rains, it pours. When it pours, it floods. Hmm. Right? I got an unexpected bill. I got my identity stolen again this year. Cool. You know, I went from, from having so much money to like negative a thousand at one point because someone took my identity. You know what I mean? Like I got a flat tire in my car. Coincidentally, I bought a, um, a truck, a used truck. Got a flat tire on that one. So I was without a car, whatever, you know, my daughter got sick. My mom got sick. My dad, blah, 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 blah. Cra- crazy stuff at work. Students were gone. I got hurt. I got strep throat, blah, 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 blah. But I was like this. Cool. Cool. Like, um, I got my car hit. Got in the car. Window was smashed in. Decided my, my driver's side got smashing. This is a truth test for me, man. I was, I was like surprised with myself a week later. Huh. Went back. Someone said, why aren't you going to work? Well, my car got smashed in. Stop playing, Alex. Go to work. You're going to be late. Oh, you weren't lying. Why aren't you freaking out? Why aren't you mad? I'm like, I could be mad. Or I could be like, you know what? Thank God that person hit my car so they could w- snap out of it, wake up. Because ca- what if they were drunk? I'm glad they hit my car so they could wake up and drive home safely instead of killing themselves or killing someone else. It's all perspective. You know, it really is just all perspective. Alex, you beat me up. Man, you beat me up all the time. I'm all good. But I don't beat you down. <laughs> right? right? I do beat you up. I don't beat you down. I like that. Right? Oh, Alex, man. Oh, my God. When, when, when we rolled, man, I suck. I suck. I'm like, dude, you're not, you don't suck. You said I'm better than you. You know, <laughs> Alex, I'm doing it wrong. I was doing it wrong. I was doing it wrong. I'm like, bro, you're not doing it wrong. I'm just doing it right. You know, and we, we, we let me charge my phone. Uh, we, we, uh, you know, we always gravitate towards the negative. You know, we have, you got a hundred people telling you 
good, 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 right? And then that one person says, well, that was bad. You ignore the, the hundred, right? But sometimes the negative thing that we feel, that we hear, wasn't even negative. Maybe a hundred people said, oh, that was great, that was great, that was great, that was great. One person said, oh, that was good. That was great, that was great, that was great. The, the, the good isn't negative at all, right? But how we hear it, wait a minute. How come those hundred people said great, but you said good? What am I doing wrong? How come you didn't say great? Right? So sometimes the negative things that we that we kind of redefine in our head was really a positive thing. But that person that said that was good really meant great, but he just says good. You know, like for me, like if I tell someone I love you, I want that person to say it back. I'm a very passionate person, you know? So I learned, you know what? You don't have to say it back to me. That was more for me in a way. You know what I mean? So is this all how we take things? So all how we take it and you have to look at the intention, you know, and just like in jujitsu, man, like we're off and off, off and on the mat. I often hear, Alex, I don't feel like I have good control right here. I feel like it's, it's not even tight enough. I'm like, cool. What does your partner think? And the partner's like with his face smashed, like, oh, that's super tight. <laughs> oh, but I don't feel this way, Alex. I'm like, okay. So it goes beyond on what you feel, but what your partner is experiencing. Right? Yeah. And if you really think about it, if you really feel that way, you don't feel like that, you, you're not using that much to control somebody. That's jujitsu. That's what it should feel like. It should feel somewhat effortless. Ah, man, you make it look so effortless. Oh my God. I'm going to say thank you. But you know what? It takes effort to get to effortless. People don't, people just see the, the, the achievements of your hard work, right? They don't see what happens behind closed doors, the struggles, you know, the, the phone calls, you know, the hustle, you know, the, the bankruptcy. I'm talking about business and everything, you know, they don't see that. Jujitsu, you know, you get awarded publicly on what you work on privately. Right? There's a piece of tape on your belt. It's not a piece of tape on your belt. Sweat, blood, tears, sacrifice from your family, your friends, yourself, self-loathing. You finally get something. Just for a piece of freaking tape, man. <laughs> hey, babe, babe, I, I got promoted today. I got a stripe. Oh, cool. No, you don't understand. I got a, I, I got, I got a tape. Look at, yeah. So what? They don't, people understand. People don't understand. That's hysterical. It's funny, right? Like, yeah. Oh, cool. Well, I was just across the street at my friend's house and, um, the same day I got my black belt, my best friend Sean got his brown belt and my brother got his purple belt. And, uh, Mark just like said to me, he was, he, he said to his wife, he goes, Hey, congratulate him. And he goes, you know, if I didn't know you and Sean so well, he goes, I would have no idea how much you guys worked to get that. And it, I mean, it's true. same thing. And, and like, he's a musician. So it's, again, it's like you see them on TV or playing a concert or sold out show. You didn't see the ones that went bad or the people that didn't show up or the, the crowds that they played. Uh -huh. people. You know what I mean? But yeah. That's the kind of stuff, man. So I love that. You're right. Like I, I love how effort makes you effortless, man. That's, that's those things. I know I've been kind of keeping you a long time, but I definitely want you to, the thing that I keep saying you need to have like a, a viral meme about, about the holding on for one more second, man. I, 
I just love that. Right. That literally, I was thinking that all day long when I was like, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it. I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. One more second. At the airport, about to get out of the Uber, the guy called me and I was like, dude, like, what, what, what am I doing? And he was like, we'll work it out, turn around, go home. And I was like, oh, thank God I didn't like it. One more second. One more second. And for, um, just like I share it with you, you know, people that don't never heard that before. Jiu-Jitsu in life, to me, is one. or very, very close to similar, you know? And I would give talks like this to my students privately in private class or in group classes. And I never realized the advice I would be giving them. I was really talking to myself until I went through some crap. The worst time of my life, I was completely different, you know? Man, this whole time I was really talking to myself. Crazy, right? So, the whole adding one more second. People that trained. How many times have you been choked out? Or I'm sorry, how many times have you been choked or you choked someone else and they give up and you've told them or they've told you, man, if you would have held on one more second, you would have had me. I was like, dang it. <laughs> you know? Dang it, man. And it happened to me when I was rolling with Henner. I was in the bottom of the side mount. We learned this overhead sweep when you grab the, the shoulder, the belt, and you just throw them over. Right? I was like, today's going to be the day. I don't care. Break my back, break my neck, but today's going to be the day. I closed my eyes. Like, right when I gave up, man, I gave up. He was completely vertical. Vertical, right? Like this. Descending back to where he was. And I was like, holy moly, yes. So I, I, I regretted it. I was frustrated, but then I, right in that split second, I learned, man, if I would have added one more second of effort, we've been over. Everyone has a standard, choking, holding something. Let's just say the standard is three seconds, right? All I'm asking for, I don't think it's much, to challenge yourself to add one more second. So your standard went from three seconds to four seconds. Next time you do something, to choke, whatever. Your standard was now four seconds. What do you do? You had five seconds, so forth and so forth. So now you stand. You hold on to something. You're patient, and, and now you hold, you're you're maintaining something for 10, 15, 20 seconds now. This is a good friend of mine named Chris. He's a brown belt now. Alex, man, how do you learn patience? You know, you guys say it's just mad time. Show up. Go get it. All cliche. Which is true, by the way. It's a cliche because we always use it because it's always true. It's true. Like, bro, you know what? Give me a few days. Let me really think about it, which taught me patience, right? And it's funny, like, the, the answer is, is the most confusing answer is always the most obvious thing, right? So, how do you learn patience? You learn patience by experiencing the consequences of rush. Right? How do you know that you're using too much strength? With your technique, because your hand hurts, it's burned. So what do you do? You want to be strong with your technique. Choose your technique over your strength. Simple as that. Man. Add one more second. If you want to learn something, you have to experience the consequences. Right? You have to experience it. How do you know? How do you? How can you really know a day is beautiful? Because you had bad days. Right? It goes by that. How do you know love? Because you experience heartbreak. That's why they say the people that have been hurt the most know how, know how to love the most. You know? And whatever craft you do, it's an art. You have to do martial arts. You have to be... Everything's an art. And art is perfect. We break a lot of rules in jujitsu. 
but there are guidelines. Right? There's guidelines. Just like gangsters. They break the law, right? But they always follow the rules. There's always certain rules you cannot cross, which is kind of funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? Very funny, man. So, and it's an ongoing thing, man. It's an ongoing thing. And as you progress in jujitsu, any martial art, or in life, your definition of certain things changes. Your definition of victory, definition of um, defeat changes. You know, maybe your definition of victory is tapping somebody. Great. Or surviving somebody. Good. Your definition of defeat might be, might be getting tapped. Or it might be, to me, my definition of defeat is me giving up. Like fully giving up. Me being completely exhausted when I didn't want to be exhausted. That's why we, when we say you got to sit, you have to fail to succeed. Again, cliche. I get it. I don't like saying that. To me, failure is quitting. So I attempt something. I'm not successful. I'm going to attempt it again. In an unsuccessful attempt, I'm going to attempt it again. I will never fail. I'm getting kind of emotional right now because it's kind of going off the map. I'm not going to fail myself, my family, my students, my loved ones. But the, but the first thing I said, I'm not going to fail. It's me, you know, health, family, everything else later, yourself, man. And that, and this is me, like, this, this is my therapy doing right now, man. Because <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm going to live for my family. I'm going to live for my kids. And, this, and Billy, his wife, man, I'm going to get really personal, man. This is my therapy. So if I say it freely and openly, it's because years of years of therapy. We all go through dark times, you know, and we think morbid shit. And some people attempt it. You know, I attempted something without sure enough. And I, I grabbed the object I was going to use. Didn't work. I checked it again. Okay, nothing's wrong. I attempted again. Nothing's wrong. Hmm. It wasn't my time. You know, and I didn't, it's not that I didn't feel loved or, or, or I felt alone is I felt life would be better without me. I'm a burden. I'm holding people back. They'll be sad, but they'll go on, you know? And at that moment, I thought about my daughter, like, you know what? No. What saved me besides God was the love I have for my daughter, right? So I was sharing this to, to Karin, you know, Billy's wife. And she said, no, Alex. You're crying right now. <laughs> it wasn't the, your love for your daughter. What you making me do, bro? Um, it was the love that your daughter has for you that saved you. And I was like, perspective. I was like, oh my God, are you kidding me, Karin? Oh my God. So you know Billy, man, and, and Karin, they're they're awesome people, man. And then when you meet people, when you say you're you're one of these people, by the way, that when people, someone says that you're nice and genuinely nice, you guys are genuinely nice. They're genuinely great people. They're not perfect, but they're great people, man. And, and, and I praise him all the time, man. And Billy's been a brother to me and cutting like a sister. And the whole spiel about this made me getting personal was like, I just add one more second. And one second could be, you know what? Let me add one hour, one day, one week. You know, let me give it another month. Let me give it another year. You know, because I, I'm a veteran. I am a survivor of many things growing up. Statistically, I should be dead. Self-medicated, alcoholic, self-harm, all that stuff. But I'm not. I'm not. 
I'm adding one more day, one more second, one more this, one more that. It's an epidemic, you know? And I don't want to do, a, I don't want to have a permanent solution to a temporary problem. It's not worth it, man. It's not worth it. You have to, if, if you don't trust yourself, who do you trust? There's certain people you trust for a reason. So when you're going through a bad time, don't listen to yourself. Listen to people that you trust. Right? I've been doing this more lately, man. I'll record myself at a neutral. I always re-record it. If you're watching this, Alex, this is really me, you, you right now. I'm neutral. Don't listen to yourself right now. You are loved. You are love. You're not a burden. So forth and so forth. Don't quit. Do me a favor, Alex. Add one more second. Add one more day. One more week. Boom. If you can survive a day, you can survive another day. Another day. Another day. Another day. And what usually happens? That thought ooh, goes away. You have to respect that demon, that animal, that cancer, that your opponent. You have to respect it. It goes away. But guess what? It's going to come back around. Be well prepared. With my faith, the people in my circle, I've learned. I trust them. Alex, are you like you told me to come up to you, but you seem kind of different, you know? I'm like, oh shit. You know what? I got to prepare myself right now. This is real. That's fake. And if I say anything negative about myself, if I say for every one negative thing, I have to say five positive things. That's kind of a lot, man. Five positive things for one negative thing. Crazy, right? So you have to be your own Muhammad Ali. <laughs> I am the greatest. Right? I'm not saying I'm better than you. I'm the greatest for me. You know, so whatever, whatever it is that people do, man, I don't knock it down at all, man. If you want to be the best, if you want to do that, be the best at it. And if it's not for you, it's okay. You did what many people wouldn't even think about doing. Right? You're doing it. You're doing it. I taught this girl, um, I, I gave her a test, you know, special needs here and there, you know. And um, she had an anxiety attack. <laughs> I'm like, stop, stop. We'll take a breather, whatever, whatever, you know. We finished the test. She had 97 out of 100. And she's like, I was going to walk out. I was going to walk out. I never had an anxiety attack like this. I was going to walk out. And I was like, good. You didn't. I've seen many people have anxiety attacks and they just leave, which is okay. Sometimes you have to, but they don't come back. You did it. A lot of people quit. You didn't quit. As long as you don't quit, man, you, 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 as long as you don't quit, you'll never, you, you'll get what you want. You know, everybody deserves greatness. I really believe that. But not, but you have to earn it. You have to earn it, man. We have to earn it. Things can be given to you. It's cool. Your parents worked hard for you to have a better life. You mean to, here's your business. You, I know you didn't you didn't work for it, but here it is. Okay, how do you earn that by maintaining it? You got to maintain it. You know, I was driving a couple years ago. I have a driver charger. A kid, a kid next to me. Quite everybody kid. A kid next to me. I was a Corvette. Must have been like eighteen, nineteen, or twenty-five. I don't even know. 
I'm like, cool, man. Oh, this is a nice car. I say, this is a nice car. He's like, Shh, better than yours. Oh. You know, cool. I think you're right, man. See, but the difference is, man, is that I bought mine. <laughs> yeah, your parents bought yours. More like that. Now, that's kind of a dick thing to say because I don't know. I don't know him. That was my ego. You know? It doesn't matter, man. People are, people are going to knock you down for sure, right? It's okay. Just let them. Let them talk. Let them talk. You know why? That means you're being real. I said this in the park in the Arbor podcast, man. If a if hundred percent of people like you, everybody you come across likes you, agrees with you, and everything. First of all, they're probably not being true to you, but then you're not being real. There are going people that aren't going to like you. There are going people that are going to agree with you, and they straight out hate you. It's okay. You can look at it like that, or appreciate the ones that do love you, that do encourage you. Just yesterday, I'm um, teaching it. Alex, you know, I did, everything was so difficult. It was just so difficult. It was just so hard. I don't understand it. I'm like, okay. How about we concentrate on what was easy? What did you understand? Well, to knee on the belly. But what about these legs? I'm like, okay, that's, that is difficult. But what was easy? The position itself? What was hard to understand? Ooh. We talk about snowball effect, you know, going on the ball. Again, cliche, very true. I like to think of like a tumbleweed. You know, the little little twigs. They may pick up something. Sometimes they won't. But it will pick up something. It will pick up a twig. It will pick up another twig. So that little tumbleweed goes like from this to this to this. Now, you probably lose a few twigs here and there. You know? But guess what? There's another twig over there. There's another twig over there. So what I'm trying to say, man, is like, you know, we all go through trials and tribulations, you know, but that's what finds us strength and balance. You know, our weakness today is our is our strengths that haven't blossomed yet. It's all perspective. It's all perspective. You know, well, I'm just a white belt with one stripe. Cool. That guy across the street that wants to train but scared has no belt. You know, so you being a white belt is actually a black belt compared to him. You know, and if you're complaining, how come I'm not this? How come I'm not that? Well, ask your instructor. Ask. A mentor, ask someone that's been there, you know, and they'll probably tell you this is normal. Hey, raise your hand if you feel jujitsu is frustrating, annoying. You just don't get it. You get confused and frustrated. You want to quit. Everybody does. Guess what? That's normal. If you said, Alex, I get jujitsu 100%, everything you show, everything you guys teach, I get it 100%. Great. That's not normal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, t- you know, it's like math. You know, I I teach you what two plus two is. Great. I don't expect you to do, do calculus over there. No, man, it's a process, man. It's a process, which sucks. The system works. You see belts with stripes, black belts, boom, boom, boom. No one prepares you for the process, man. No one prepares you. No one prepares. Chokingly, okay. so, someone said, Alex, if you could do it all over again, start jujitsu all over again. As a white belt. But you don't know anything, no technique, no nothing right now. But you know you'll get it. Would you do it all over again? I said, nope. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I paid my dues. I've earned it. <laughs> Absolutely not. <You> know? <laughs> now, do I, did I enjoy it? Yeah. Did I hate it? Yeah. <laughs> but there was more joy than anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, would you start all over? Be honest. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think I would, man. I, it, it's, it's changed my life. It really has, you know, and, and I've met the, the friends that I have made coming up from white belt to black belt uh-huh. are going to be my friends for the rest of my life. Like I'm I not saying go back in time. I'm not saying go back in time. Who's that? I'm not saying go back in time. The people you've met right now, you still have. I mean, it's like erase all your skill right now. Yeah. You now, same friends, same success and everything. Take all your judicious skill. How long did it, how long did you been trained to get to black belt? Dude, it took me like 14 years. Okay. Start fresh now and 14 years later, I'll give you a black belt. Would you start all over? I think I would. Good for you, man. Good for you. I, I would, man. I probably would too, but you know what? I don't. I don't think I would. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll bitch about it. I'll kick and scream about it, but I think I'll do it. You know, that's good. Man. That's good. So, so we're both being honest. Yeah, it you know, wasn't something you wanted to hear. Uh, who here cares <laughs> about the belt? Who here doesn't care about the belt? Majority of people raise your hand. Who here does care about the belt? And well, you're both right and you're both wrong. You should care about the belt. The physical goal. Chase what it represents, not the color of it. When he don't, um, when I was a blue belt, he don't have a bunch of black belts. He don't have a black belt. Yeah, when you give your black, when you're black belt, give you another can I have one of those. He's like, why? Because I need a physical goal. I would put up in my pull-up bar in my apartment every time I walk by. I would do like one pull-up, ten pull-ups doesn't matter. You know they say like, oh, you should never wear a belt that doesn't belong to you, or if you're white, any belt you should never wear a ring that you haven't earned, right? Yeah. Guess what I did? I put that sucker on <laughs> as many times as I could. I put my gi on, wrap the belt, go in front of the mirror. <laughs> oh, boom. Why? Because I needed to, I already knew I needed to visualize myself, literally see myself wearing a black belt in, in the job. What do they say? Dress the position that you want, not the position that you have. That's exactly what I did. So I like to say I was I had my black belt before I was a black belt, you know. And the black belt mentality could be someone that's wearing a white belt, a blue belt, brown belt, purple brown belt. It doesn't matter. The mentality, now the skill comes, you know. So if I could give any advice for people that are in this process, either mentally or in life or in jujitsu, but right now in jujitsu, just don't quit. Don't quit. And know that you are a leader. You're an example. Two kind of examples. One, I want to be exactly like Alex or I don't want to be anything like Alex. Which one do you want to be and which one really are you right now? No matter what, you're going to be an example. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. You know, so I know I go on a rant a lot, you know. I like it and, though. Uh, that's just that's just i hate people say they don't like when i say that's just me but that's just me man you know I, sometimes i say things out loud when i really thought i thought about it i think about it you know because i have a lot of labels you know severe adhd add i have cdo which is ocd but it's not the alphabetic order so i say cdo <laughs> you know I have, I have ptsd i have all these d's in my, in my freaking life you know what i mean and i was like man I thought about it as a, as a disability. And I was like, no, man, this is an ability. It's a super, it's a superpower. You know, it's a superpower. In jujitsu, what did I say? You have to be kind of off to really enjoy this. The little virus, something people say, you, you got to use your head. Okay. 
You have to be out of your mind to get to your head. Right? Think outside the box. You know, I follow rules and I, I follow guidelines. That's my thing. Because I do have a learning disability. So if I see a technique, for example, in the beginning, I will get overwhelmed. So I would just look at the beginning, the middle, and the end. When Henry would teach, he talks, gives a lot of detail, very fast. I would get overwhelmed, overwhelmed. So um, metaphorically, I would cover my ears and just watch. Heat on, pretty soft spoken. You've talked to him very, very, very relaxed, very chill. I get bored easily. <laughs> Instead of doing this, look at that freaking pretty squirrel over there outside. I wonder what he's thinking about. I wonder if he has any food for the for the summer. Wait a minute, <laughs> they do because they don't have any wood. So, like right now, I'm doing it right now. So before I did that, I would do this. I give different perspective angles over here. Instead of looking at technique, man, I've seen this before hundreds of times. Wait a minute. Let me go on this angle. Let me go on this angle. So when everybody's else looking forward, I went behind. What's he doing with his hip? What's he doing with his toe? How is he breathing? Ooh, different, man. Because uh, the road to, to black belt is not a pretty one. Yeah. Right? Amen. Believe it or not, you can- I think you got a pretty good mug, a pretty good belt, and a pretty good philosophy, man. That's why you are Superman Alex, right? There you go. <laughs> I tried to, man. I like it, man. Dude, that that was awesome. I, I, I like the way that you find those words, and I, and I like watching you look for them and kind of pull them out and get them out there because it always does come out to be – like you find the words in those rants, and that I, I learn like that. I relate like that. I enjoy that. Yeah, and my brain works like that, and I'm always kind of ping-ponging, so – while you think you're going off, I'm actually following you completely. Like people do it a lot on the podcast and are like yeah. all over the place. I'm like, if you would have stayed in one lane, I would have tuned out. Yeah, I'd I'm bored. Yeah. Oh, you know, like I follow that. You have to, man. Awesome. Dude, so I come uh when I when I come to California, I come find you at Gracie Torrance and we do private lessons. They have been amazing. The stuff you teach me, the stuff you show me, the open arms that Jim has shown me. And I, I can't thank uh, Billy Grazzi Day and his wife, Kevin, who are awesome uh, yes. for like linking me up there and, and letting me experience you guys, Jim. Again, anytime you want to come to New York, I'm sure Matt and those guys will show you the same stuff. Uh, anybody who wants to train jujitsu any level, how do they find you? I, I would tell you that the private lessons are going to be some of the best money you'll ever spend if you want to really get ahead. Mm-hmm. Same with this man right here. How do they find you? How do they book you? Um, just, um, um, if you want to find a place, uh, we go at, uh, if you go online, Gracie University online. I mean, GracieUniversity.com. And there are lessons there. If, you, if you're from out of state or, or across um, anywhere around the world, you can learn. We have the curriculum is online. If you are in the area, you know, check out Gracie University. We're in Torrance on Carson Street. And we have, we have different kinds of programs from kids to law enforcement to women empowered to, uh, um, you know, co-ed. The, the combative system and the master cycle as well, you know, and it's a very, very friendly place. You know, we have the, we have a mat there. So it's check your ego at the door. You know what I mean? But we, we should out there. Just remember not to pick it up when you leave. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's a very friendly environment, family environment as well. So you can find me, um, on Instagram, I guess, you know, Superman underscore Alex 54, you know, and if you want to check out the podcast that uh, me and my, my brother, Miguel is, is, is a fellow uh, Marine veteran and, and uh, Nako now is a, a detective in LAPD. Um, it's um, the Armbar podcast. You know, just to let you know, a little warning. You know, that podcast is more for military people, you know, veterans or active or law enforcement, anything like that. We talk about martial arts and deep stuff too, but deep stuff as well. So if you hear me there, it's a, it's a whole different Alex over there. You know what I mean? I'm very, I'm a Marine, first of all, you know. 
and a, and a black belt, you know. So if you hear me cursing a little bit more there, you know, that's just me being more, I guess, real and unfiltered, which is, I think, is the the, the way to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, of course, you know, it's not a cup of tea for everybody, but we do talk about a lot of deep uh, issues that's going on in society with the veteran community, with suicide, and these people that always want to better themselves in business and um, startups and stuff like that, you know? So, Gombar Podcast, um, Superman underscore Alex 54. Uh, my Twitter account is, I'm explaining, I don't have, I don't have a Twitter. <laughs> awesome. And so, if, if they want to book privates with you and stuff, they can do it, they can reach you through your Instagram. Uh, they could, uh, I could DM me on Instagram. You could go from there. Um, if you're in, in, the, in the area, you can stop by there and just say that, hey, Alex said to uh, to get his contact info. You can give me a call or a text. It should be good. Cool. Awesome, man. Well, thank you for your service. Thank you for your help. Thank you for your, your mentorship and stuff you've given me. Thank you for giving me that time, man. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I appreciate you going a little bit deep on that. And uh, man, for what it's worth, I, I'm very happy you're here. I think you're an awesome guy. I think you deserve to be here. You are not a burden at all. You've been a blessing. Oh, yeah, nothing but that to me, man. So I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. If there's anything I can ever do for you, man, let me know. I'm yeah. always here for you. And, I, and, I, and thank you for that, man. And and I believe you. You know, you're one of those people that says like, hey, you know, give me a call. I'll always be there. The majority of people don't. They just say that, you know, And but you, I, I, I honestly believe that you, that you would. And yeah. um, otherwise, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. <laughs> you know, yeah, how, how I filter my words is how I filter the people around me. You know awesome. what I mean? So, so you know, thank you, man. I appreciate you're, it. You're an inspiration in my eyes, and, and I appreciate you, man. Thank you. All right, I appreciate that too, man. All right, take care, man. Alex Stewart, ladies and gentlemen. If you guys are getting anything from the podcast and some of the great knowledge and tips that the guests are sharing, please take a minute and leave a review on iTunes or any of your platforms with some stars and some comments, helping spread the promotion and spread some visibility for the podcast, for the guests, and for the knowledge so we can continue to do this. It'll only take a minute. I appreciate it. If you guys could take the time, it would go a very, very long way. Again, leave a review on iTunes, start to share, start to spread the word. I really would appreciate it if you're getting anything out of this. Thank you.